going on, folks? And welcome back to another episode of the Cooped Up Podcast, the podcast that has not recorded in about two weeks because your boy's been busy. Uh, but that's besides the point. As always, folks, my name is Koopa, and each week, kinda, I am joined by a friend <laughs> or a or two or three, and we're gonna talk about all things pop culture and nerdy. And uh, folks, uh, we got a kind of stacked episode this week. The benefit to not recording content in a couple of weeks is that uh, all of the shows that I've been watching this season is finished, and we got some pretty dope shit. To talk about in between, and I could not do it uh, without this week's guest returning once again uh, from the multiverse. Uh, we have not spoken to him uh, since we discussed Spider-Man No Way Home all the way back in December. Please welcome all the way from uh, the uh, the Savage Lands of uh, Texas, uh, my man Banjo plays Banjo. Banjo, what's up, baby? How you doing? What's going on, dog? Happy to be here once again on the Cooped Up Podcast. We got a shit ton of shit to talk about, to be honest with you. It's been fun. It's been a fun couple weeks. Fun couple weeks to binge shit. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. just like, just because we've been like hibernating a little bit, you know, kind of just recharging. And it's good that you took this two-week break because now we got shit to talk about. Got a lot of cool yeah. stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, man. What have you been up to since the last time we talked? It's been a minute. How you how you been? How you shaking down there? Everything, everything treating you right down there? Everything is everything is cool. Uh, me and my wonderful girlfriend. Uh, we've just been spending time with each other these last couple of months, especially in uh, December and in January and in February. Uh, what else? Um, I I've watched Spider Man maybe four or five times since then. <laughs> somehow, uh, also. Um, I, uh, the Chiefs didn't go to the Super Bowl, the Bengals did, and that was a little bit heartbreaking for me, but, you know, it's all good. I got to play some of the dope shit that's been coming out for my PS5 as of recently. I got to play Sifu, got to play Horizon Forbidden West, fucking incredible, by the way, and then, of course, the God, you know, Elden Ring comes out in two days, so. Oh, true. I'm, I'm currently in a conundrum to where I have to find a way to take off work. <laughs> but it's all good, you know what I'm saying? Because in those two weeks, I was able to do exactly what we're about to talk about in this tonight's episode. So, you know, my my strategy to calling out of work is I do the whole red jumpsuit apparatus thing where I reach into a bag, grab a couple of nouns and verbs, throw it against the wall, see what happens. It's like my shoelaces need to be uh, escorted to their bar mitzvah. There we go. I think we're, we're going to stick with that one this week. <laughs> yeah, my manager would totally be like, you know what? We'll give him a day off, man. It's fine. That's like, we'll, we'll give him a personal day for it. It's fine. We'll, we'll make it work. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> but not nah, honestly, I'm, I've been kind of in that same boat. You know, I, I've taken this time to kind of recharge. I know life's Pokemon Legends Arceus for the last two weeks. Um, How is that? that? I, listen, man. I So I said this on the, on the review podcast I did. Uh which I a couple of weeks ago, uh, Pokemon is probably my second favorite gaming franchise next to Sonic. And I love Sonic the Hedgehog more than a, a man in his late twenties probably should. But <laughs> Pokemon, listen, I've, I've, I've kind of had my rose colored glasses on for Pokemon the last few years. Like, and as someone that hasn't hated like the latest generation of Pokemon, like I liked sword and shield. I liked sun and moon and ultra sun and ultra moon. Um, I like the, these games are fucking fantastic. It's probably up. It's it's probably my second favorite Pokemon game. Wow, borderline my first. I love the changes they made to the formula. I hope they keep it this way moving forward. You know, watching just the, the small quality of life changes they made to like 
you know, how evolutionary items work, how the whole catching system works. I'm ready for a whole series of Pokemon Legends, you know, games. I want it to be the main formula moving forward. So um, I feel it's like been a lot of fun. I feel like also that that might be the model going forward anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that top down model that we've been looking at for so long. It's just like, well, I mean, we've been doing this for, you know, almost 30 plus years. So. This is the next logical step for it to be just the whole open world RPG type deal. And honestly, and people like think, think I'm insane, but I've never owned a mainstream Pokemon game my entire life ever. Wow. And I'm, a, and I'm, a, I'm supposedly, right? I'm a Nintendo <laughs> fanboy, but I'm fried because I don't play Pokemon. Like, okay, look, I had Pokemon Tournament for a week and I sold it to get Street Fighter V. That That's was my, crazy to me. Because, like, everyone I know has owned Pokemon at some point. My brother and I could have real conversations where he would know the names of Pokemon. And I we could talk. Like, my brother has a Psyduck keychain on his keys. Like, and my man, he's in his early 30s with two kids. Hasn't touched a Pokemon game since, I don't know, uh, 1999? Like, <laughs> right. And so, like, you know... When people hear this podcast, they're gonna probably give me a little side eye, like, "Hey, you've never played a Pokemon game? You've never owned one? Like, nah, bro. I've never owned a Pokemon game. Like, I, I, I sat up there, I watched that cartoon, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I, I, I played Pokemon Stadium. You know, when I was at the homie's house, I know like a, a casual amount of like Pokemon. You know what I mean? But as far as like owning the games, never owned a single one, bro. Never owned a single Pokemon game. Listen, if there's a place you, 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 can, you can make up some time, I definitely recommend watching the anime. Like, as of, so, you know, I've watched Pokemon my entire life. I remember coming home from school every day. It came on at four o'clock. As soon as I got home, I'd sit my ass down on that couch and, you know, watch the, the original anime. Uh, you know, then it just became pretty much basic Saturday morning cartoon fodder for a while. Yeah. Uh, but then with like the, with the Pokemon X and Y anime, it like, upped in production quality uh it got i believe the animation style was done by the same studio that did guilty crown which is a the, the you know the word yeah yeah and guilty crown's a visually a beautiful show and right they, yeah they, <laughs> for they, real <laughs> yeah yeah the same studio that did guilty crown uh did the animations for the pokemon xy anime and ever since that you know the last like seven eight years of the pokemon anime have actually been very very good uh and they put the newest series on netflix so i mean that's one of the best decisions I think they ever could have made. So I've been, you know, watching that periodically. It's been a lot of fun, um, you know, to kind of get back in touch with Pokemon because I love it. And, you know, I get to look forward to this time once every year. But we're not here to talk about that. Uh, we are instead here to talk about everything else that came out these last couple of weeks. We got, right. you know, we got a trailer to talk about. We got a couple of really dope shows uh, that, you know, that just finished up this past week. But in fitting fashion, of course, the last time we spoke to you, Big Spider-Man stuff uh, on the podcast. And as of today announced, uh, we got official dates for when the digital release of Spider-Man No Way Home will be coming to us. It looks like the uh, fork, it's like the HD DVD will be coming out in March 22nd and 4K will become Blu-ray will come out in April. I think if I'm remembering that correctly. Yes, yes. Wild that they're staggering it like that. But you know what? I think that they're, they're trying to milk as much money out of this movie as humanly possible. So I get it. I believe sitting pretty at number six in world, you know, of, you know, highest grossing movies ever 
which for a pandemic era movie still feels incredible to me. Like I, I, I I'm, I'm truly shocked. <laughs> yeah. A uh, couple of numbers for you. If you don't mind, uh, go ahead. Worldwide box office, Spider-Man home, Spider-Man, no way home. One billion. $832,966,707 on the worldwide box office. This is six spots under Avengers Infinity War, Star Wars Episode Seven, Titanic, Avengers Endgame, and Avatar. So out of the top six, half of these movies are Marvel movies, which is, you know, yeah. it's, par, it's par for the course. They've earned it, like tugging at nostalgia, huge team-ups. I feel like when you watch a Marvel movie, this is kind of like what you, not what you expect, but like if it's like Avengers Endgame level stuff, right? This is kind of what you expect. Like, so I'm I'm looking at this and I'm like, there's no way you don't do three more of these. <laughs> oh, there's, absolutely. There, there's no way that you don't bring back Toby and Andrew in some capacity. But as you were alluding to, the movie is a very, very big success. It's it's a huge success. I knew it was going to do a billion easy, to be honest with you. Like the man I saw it. I knew it was going to do a billion dollars, no problem. <laughs> I'm surprised some of this other shit is on this list, to be honest with you. Like <laughs> like, like Furious 7 did a billion worldwide. and then You know what's cr- I I did that same exact thing you did where like I gotta look like the highest grossing movies list and like I'm looking at some of these movies that are on there and I'm just like really like like there's some like I kind of scroll down to the bottom and I'm just like okay like Jurassic Park that makes sense that's one of my favorite movies of all time so like at one point that was the highest grossing film of all time and then you get like Despicable Me and I'm just like really <laughs> look I told people I said if you think this Mario movie ain't gonna slap you're lying to yourself <laughs> And, and that's the reason right there. I told people, I said, millions, literally, I said, minions grossed a billion dollars. And people laughed at me. I said, million, I said, minions grossed $1 billion. You're high if you think Mario was not going to crack top 10 worldwide box office when it's made by Illumination. <laughs> You're out of your mind. And it's because it's- minions, and also minions, wasn't that good of a movie. It wasn't. But $1 billion, bro, you saying that minions made more money then Civil War, Aquaman, The Lord of the Rings, Minions made more money than The Lord of the Rings. That's, that's a quote. A, that, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's insane. So y'all and think got, about that. And I'm looking at some of the other films that are on here. Like, uh, like there, you know, there's ones that make sense. Obviously, like, um, you know, the Star Wars films come to mind. The Dark Knight is still currently the 48th highest grossing film of all time. But at its peak, it was number four. Uh, and then there's ones that I'm, I'm looking at here, like even like a bad Toy Story movie, like Toy Story 4. And I use the term bad very loosely because I still like that film a lot. Right. Like, you know, it's considered the weakest of, of the four films. And it's still like a top, you know, it's all grossed over a billion dollars. So it's just like, you know, it's incredible at, at what these studios can do. You know, people will show, like you said, people show up for nostalgia and people show up for, you know, big team ups and, and you know, the end of these uh, trilogies and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, we got Spider-Man's uh, official digital release coming up. Uh, tons, a, a cute little trailer dropped today. You know, uh, there's going to be a tons of bonus features, including you know interviews from the from the villains panels. Uh, you know, Easter eggs. You know, hidden throughout the uh, um, the movie. So maybe we'll finally get a, an in-depth explanation as to who those all those cameos were. You know, in in the end scene, and 
I think the thing I'm most excited about, and I think everyone is most excited about, is uh, they have a whole video dedicated uh, to the day that the Spider-Man showed up on set. Um, and to be, I, I've always said, you know, you know, since we've recorded that podcast, mm-hmm. tons of, of of interviews and media have come out, you know, with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, you know, speaking their piece as to what happened, you know, in, in you know the process of them, you know, getting into this, uh, you know, getting back into the the Spider Man's uh, suits. And that has been so incredibly interesting to me. I'm not one to like really deep dive into like print media like this anymore, but like, you know, reading about Andrew Garfield waxing poetically about how much he adores Tobey Maguire and how he's a lemming for Tobey Maguire, how they snuck into the theater to watch it together. I'm just like, bro, just kill me now. Like, <laughs> this, is so co- this is so cool. Like, I can't believe this is the reality that I get to live in and I get to like tell my kids and grandkids about this. Like, like this it, to be a spider-man fan right now is like i'm eating every day like the cool thing about this is is that and what is going to be basically the overarching theme of today's podcast is that like this shit is just with love you know what i mean yeah. like they did this with love because they're fans and this is the a big reason as to why toby and andrew came back because let's be honest with you, like Andrew didn't need to come back. Andrew is one of the top actors in Hollywood right now. Toby, Toby does work every now and again. He's content. They didn't have to come back, but because they love Spider-Man, they came back and they love it. And they gave that love back to us in the form of this movie. An incredible fucking movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it like ASAP. Oh yeah, spoilers by the way for a movie that came out like three months ago. So you guys have been, you know, spoilers. On, fuck you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. For I'm excited to just really like absorb all of like because I'm just a huge like cinema nerd. I'm just like, bro, what's the process? How the I watch the making of videos all the time. Oh the yeah. Time. So are you like, watching the, the ones that Marvel puts out on Disney? Plus yeah, Assemble. Yeah, it's so good. I can't. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. It's amazing. So like to get all of just the backstory about how this came together and how people and how people feel about the film in general. It's going to be really, really interesting to see. And, you know, I like you said, I've never pre-ordered a fucking DVD before. But, you know, I'm like, all right. I mean, I got, like, why not, man? It's Spider-Man. Yeah. For, for Spider-Man, I, I will do anything and everything. And Andrew Garfield, you know, rightfully, like we mentioned, uh, nominated for Best Actor at the Academy Awards this year. Uh, tick, tick, boom, though, getting snubbed. That movie was awesome. I thought it was great. My girlfriend actually told me to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm watch Look, it. man. Uh, listen. I'll, listen. Now. I like musicals. Musicals are or it's, it's a yeah. Okay, so if you like, you have to preface it. You know, if, if you like musicals, you'll like it. And like Rent's one of my favorite musicals. Um, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And wow. uh, no disrespect to my to my man Benedict Cumberbatch, Joe, but Power of the Dog sucked. So really, I did not like it. Oh like wow! It. It I, well, I there was a movie like last year I didn't really like. It was a uh, First Cow. Like I was, oh just, yeah, I heard bro, about that one. I didn't. I was, I was just like, okay, I'm happy for the uh, the the Asian American actor who plays who played in that movie, but I'm just like, bro, like I, this shit is just so boring, bro. I can't. Stand yeah, you know, this. like like he he was like Benedict Cumberbatch was great in the film. Kirsten Dunst, awesome in the movie. Very jarring to see two of those actors that I know from very well from other media in the same film doing something completely different. Kind of fucked me up a bit, but I was just, I'm watching, I'm just like, 
I'm bored. <laughs> like it's very much an yeah. Academy movie where it's just like, you know, it's a slow burn. It's a, you know, it's a period piece. It's got all that stuff. And I'm just like, Ugh, I am yeah. bored. Shout so. out to my homeboy, uh, Terrence, who put me on Oscar season. I think it was like in 2012. He put me on like, he was like, bro, what you need to do is watch every best picture nominee in that Oscars cat in the Oscars. Watch every best picture nominee in that category. And because that's actually how I fell in love with cinema. I always watch yeah. movies, you know what I'm saying? But like, it wasn't until I started that, that I started like going back and watching movies. So like, I don't know all the nominees this year. I do know that personally, Will Smith is nominated for an Oscar, which is crazy to me. Yes. For it's, his role in King Richard. It's uh, insane. Yeah. It's yeah, I haven't seen either, so I'm just like, and this is what he was talking about. Like, I'm super, super interested, super, super interested in this. Quick caveat, by the way, I want to segue to something. So, I know you saw Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer, yes, I did. I know you did. So, as a Sonic fan, <laughs> I want to get your personal thoughts, like, real quick, not to try to, like, you know, take your show away from you or anything. I'm not trying to do that. I'm sorry, no, absolutely, but like, as a Sonic fan, like. How do you just feel about this? Because from my perspective, it's just like the first movie had no right to succeed the way it did. No, I agree. <laughs> it's weird. It just, it's it weird. just didn't. But it did, right? And now they're saying they got another sequel lined up after this before this one even releases. And they got, um, what is that? A, a spinoff? A Knuckles spinoff? So how do you feel about all that, dog? <clears throat> it's weird <laughs> to, to kind of like put it bluntly. Like... You know, I read a great article on The Ringer this week about how <clears throat> video game adaptations uh, of in film aren't working and how they're succeeding very well in the TV scape. And to be like, you know, to be a Sonic fan, I'm like constantly the butt of like everybody's jokes. My, my own too. Like I, I will poke fun at myself for being a Sonic fan for the rest of my life because it's a full-time <laughs> job with no benefits. So right. no, you union know, but there. Okay. yeah, yeah, no, no, not at all. But like for Sonic to be the franchise to get it right. It's weird <laughs> like to get the video game adaptation, right? Like, <clears throat> you know, I like Detective Pikachu. I thought that was fun, but that's like, it's a spinoff. It's not really a Pokemon live action film. Right. You know? it, but for Sonic to be the franchise to get it right, I thought it was great. I thought that first movie was pleasantly surprising for how good it was. And, you know, to see, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, John Ralphio Saperstein team up with Cyclops from the X-Men. Right, like it's crazy. <laughs> it's so cool. Like that blew my mind too. I'm just like, number one, James Barnson looks far too good to be almost fifty, and number two, I'm just like, he was great. He was like the whole the whole film was was awesome. And I saw this once. Ever since they released the second trailer, I'm just like, they're fixing every complaint that I had about the first movie. Is that as good as it was? It didn't feel super Sonicy. It didn't feel super like key into the games. But you hear that, you know. On that first note of the orchestral Emerald Hill Zone, I lost my fucking mind. I'm just like, oh my god, right. this is gonna be the best fucking movie ever. And then you're getting, you know, you're getting actors like fucking Idris Elba, like to, to sign on for this film to play Knuckles of all characters. And I'm just like, I'm I'm both feet on board. And you know, Paramount seems to be fully backing it as well. So 
I'm I'm super fucking excited. If if the Sonic tradition follows, you know, the first movie was a hit. The second movie is going to be even better. The third movie is going to be one of the best movies ever made. And the fourth movie, after you plug the third movie into it, is going to be one of the best movies ever made. So, ah, yes. Sonic yes. the Hedgehog 32X. Can't yes. wait! Can't wait! <laughs> I can't I'm, I'm wait! I'm excited, but listen, and I'm 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 super stoked. I'm very excited to see the film. It's one of my most anticipated movies of of uh you know of 2022. It's up there with with Batman and Doctor Strange and Thor and you know all these films that I that I'm stoked to see. And I'm, as a, as a Sonic fan, I'm eating for the first time in my life. I'm eating. <laughs> it's great. I love I'm it. Kinda, I'm kind of stoked for Batman. I'm not gonna lie. It's just I'm really interested to see whether they're gonna do the whole like. Batman is the world's greatest detective route instead of, you know, him beating the shit out of somebody for jaywalking. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm excited because at least like, you know, leading up to the uh, to the release of this movie, um, you know, you look at anyone that's ever like uh, adapted, uh, you know, a Batman, you know, thing. anyone that's ever like directed a Batman film. You know, everyone's favorite Batman comic is The Killing Joke. <laughs> Every director's oh, favorite Batman comic is The Killing Joke. God. But Matt Reeves, you know, he, you know, he came out of some interviews and he had some like pretty like deep cut. You know, I don't remember off the top of my head what they were, but I just remember it wasn't The Killing Joke. I'm just like, thank God, a fresh mind, you know, uh, you know, getting in on this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm here for it. I'm excited. I'm 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 both feet in excited. You know, Matt Reeves. Uh, um, for those of you who are listening, Matt Reeves is actually the director of the Planet of the Apes series. Which to this day is the most underrated trilogy anybody will ever watch. So if you have not watched that, I would go check it out before you go check out the Batman, just so you can see where the director's head is when it comes to things like character development, which in Batman is a huge thing. So if you have not seen that that trilogy, I would go check it out. And the Batman, like I said, if they just do a different angle from the Batman, because We've seen the whole like, oh, you're dark and gritty and gritty, 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 and you have scars and I have scars and we're <laughs> fighting and, and we're fighting crime and it's not enough. And like, okay, like we get it. We get it. That's what made Spider-Man No Way Home so successful. The fact that they didn't have to rehash some shit that we've like heard like 50 billion times. So yeah. it's going to be really exciting to see the Batman. But um, what's more exciting than both of those put together is Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I guess we can start off. We can start off with that now. Um, so yeah, during the Super Bowl, we got a handful of trailers. By the way, great game. By the way, uh, you know we we talk about sports sometimes on this podcast. Great game, phenomenal yeah. game. Yeah, um, re- really, really fun to watch from a spectator standpoint. And uh, the, the the trailers we got during the Super Bowl uh, were even better. Obviously, there's a Moon Knight trailer that dropped. I'm very excited about Moon Knight. You know, speaking in the realm of Batman, I'm very excited to jump into a marvel media that i know very little about you know moon knight is is kind Same. of a it's it's, it's kind of a, a blind spot i mean for a lot of people it's a blind spot you know marvel's getting into the weird shit now so That's but i'm excited odd. oscar isaacs is my goat you know uh so I'm, I'm very excited for what's in store there but during the super bowl we got treated to the first official trailer to doctor strange and the multiverse Boy. of madness and <laughs> bro Boy. they were hasting Zero time as, you know, if you have anyone who's any eagle-eyed, eagle-eared fans in the trailer uh, heard the certain voice of a certain uh, Professor Charles Xavier played by a certain Sir Patrick Stewart uh, in this trailer. Uh, visually, it looks great. Uh, I love that they gave Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi a title card in the trailer. 
not enough trailers do that. And, you know, I'm just, I'm so high on Marvel stock right now. I'm so happy that Sam Raimi's back to directing comic book films. Oh so, my God. uh, the trailer was dope. I loved it. Banjo, where, where are you at? So Sam Raimi, one of my favorite directors of all time, horror directors, especially if you haven't guys haven't seen the evil dead trilogy, check that out. If you haven't seen drag me to hell, check that out. And if you're one of my favorite, one of my favorite horror movies of all time, drag me to hell is, and if you haven't, for some reason, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and for some odd reason, you have not seen (laughs) any of the three Spider-Man movies that came out in the early two thousands. Please treat yourself this weekend. Find a way to watch those movies. Sam Raimi is an <laughs> insane director with an insane track record when it comes to movies. And the fact that yeah. Marvel brought him in for this, and and this is like the perfect movie for Sam Raimi too, because it's just fucking weird. It's the, Nothing is like, it's not a straightforward type deal. Everything about this thing just screams just Doctor Strange. Everything about the aesthetic <laughs> screams Doctor Strange. For fucking yeah. Sam Raimi to do this. So it's just like, I'm watching the trailer. I'm losing my mind because Charles Xavier sets literally anything. Oh, and by the way, side note, guys. Charles Xavier, I mean, uh, Patrick Stewart was saying that, it, you know, people could imitate my voice in any way. <laughs> Bro, come on. Like, let's let's not. Let's I not don't do believe this. any of these motherfuckers when they tell me they're not in these films anymore, man. Fuck all of y'all. You're all lying to me. Right. Andrew Garfield lied to me for two years. Two years. I don't believe any of these people anymore. Right. That man, uh, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds said, there's no way I'm in this movie. I'm like, bro, you lied to your fucking teeth. I know you are. I know you are. I called it I called it in the Spider-Man podcast. Did I not? I said, did. Sp- did. I said Deadpool is all but confirmed in this movie. There's no fucking way that Deadpool isn't in this movie. The rumors that we've heard for this film saying that, and the latest rumor that came out is saying that they're going to merge the Sony verse, the twenty, the twentieth century verse, and the Marvel universe in the one universe is what they said. That's the rumor swirling so far. But also, they're saying that uh, Ben Affleck, Daredevil, is supposed to be in this movie. Of course, the X Men is supposed to be in this movie. Eric Banner as the Hulk is supposed to be in this movie. Like, bro, like it's it's ridiculous. The rumors that are going around. You're telling me Wesley Stites is going to show up in this movie as Blade? Like- look, all I'm saying is that it's 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 a thing. Don't be surprised if Chris Evans shows up as Johnny Storm. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. That's I, all I'm I, saying. Shit on the floor everywhere. That That's all fantastic. I'm saying. So when I see these things, right, I have no choice but to think that another billion-dollar movie is in the works. I have no choice. I have no choice but to think yeah. this because they're going to cash in on nostalgia easy. Like, it's literally Marvel is just like, you know what would be better than Avengers Endgame? If we made Avengers Endgame but different Marvel properties for the rest of the year. Like, that's that's what they're thinking. <laughs> and we'll just let TV do the storytelling. But we'll tell Blockbuster event. Like, what is that? Uh, think about it. Thor, um, Thor Love and Thunder has the Guardians in it. Yeah. And then Jane Foster is, is Thor. So, and then they're prepping and apparently prepping for World War Hulk. Come on, dog. Come on. That would be fucking... That's going to be crazy. And we still haven't even gotten to, like, the proper introduction to Kang the Conqueror yet, which is still a year away, which was, you know, when Marvel did their whole slate, you know, last year, that was one of the biggest things you got from it. It's just like, oh, my God, they're doing Kang. They're, you know, they're they're doing the multiverse stuff. And now look at, you know, we're seeing where the seeds are, are set. And, you know, my thoughts going into where this film was, once you found out what the concept was, it's like, okay... 
this is going to be the tentpole film. This is going to be the one you have to see to understand what's going on. You know, right. first and foremost, the trailer visually was was stunning. Um, you know, it's absolutely amazing. And listen, I you know, the, the original Doctor Strange, it's grown on me. It took a while for it to grow on me because I needed to see more of Benedict Cumberbatch. So I'm just like, you know what? He, this this film is this film was good. I did not like it at first when I you know, but really, it's grown on me since. Really, it, it, it was well. It's not that I didn't like it. It was my least favorite of the phase three. Okay, films. that's okay. that's where I was at with it. So it's like, it it took you know that film to me is still is still great. Scott Derrickson did a fantastic job with that film, and but and you know you lose Scott Derrickson, you're kind of like oh boy, what's gonna happen? And you replace him with Sam Raimi. It's like bro, what this this is gonna be fucking crazy. I got and no this worries. Film, yeah, I'm not worried at all. This film is going to do, like you said, it's going to be, you know, where where Spider-Man No Way Home was great nostalgia for, you know, Spider-Man's, you know, Marvel paying tribute to Spider-Man's past and, and you know, the, the great rich history of film that they have there. You know, this film could do the same for every other property here. You know, you, you look at where it can go from here. You know, if they if what you say, what the rumors are saying that they're going to merge everything together. We could get the new Avengers out of this, you know, with the universes crashing into each other or, you know, that's how they can set that up. You know, there's, uh, you know, if, if, if I hear, if I hear Elizabeth Olsen say no more mutants, I'm going to shit my fucking pants. I'm straight up just going to fucking lose it. There's, there's you know, actually my big prediction. I think that I personally think that Scarlet Witch is actually the, the uh, antagonist. And I think that Scarlet Witch is going to destroy the Marvel Universe. And then Doctor Strange in the movie is going to have to rebuild it. Yeah. That's, it looks like where the you know where they're setting this up, and you know, like you said, there's so much history for them to go here. You know, obviously, them dropping Patrick Stewart in the trailer, you know, that speaks to me of like what they have left to go here. Because imagine, because imagine, you know, there's a multiverse where in the No Way Home promotions. You know, Sony lets you know Marvel and Sony let loose that Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire are going to be in this film. That would lead you to believe that whatever else they have in this film is going to be fucking crazy. And then you know, lo and behold, it's not. It's just like okay, you wasted your gas on that. I'm kind of I'm kind of tight. The right. fact that they're letting hints know that like you know he you know that Patrick Stewart is there. You know, we haven't even touched on the fact that they're actually you know they're doing a pseudo Illuminati here. Not you know not the Illuminati that you know, the comic book fans might recognize, but it's, it's a multiverse Illuminati, which is nuts. That in itself is, is absolutely insane. But the fact that you're, that's not even your, your, your ace up your sleeve. Like what else could like, you know, like, like you said, what else could it be? Could it be, you know, Eric, ba <laughs> Eric Banna as a uh, whole, could it be Ben Affleck as daredevil? Wesley Snipes playing blade, Michael B. Jordan and Chris Evans, both being the human torch. Like who the fuck knows? Whatever my big prediction, and you know, there's been rumors I've been reading online that have led me to also believe this. I think we're getting it not just. I think we're getting another mutant in this film that's not just Charles Xavier, and I think I it has agree. to be Wolverine. It has to be Wolverine. Yeah, like whether it's Hugh Jackman, I don't think it's going to be Hugh Jackman. And personally, I don't know if I wanted to be Hugh Jackman. Personally, that may be my hot take. If we, you know, my. You know, fan casting for this was what was what the fans wanted for this. Also, I always thought Kit Harrington to be a perfect Wolverine. Right. But spoiler alert, he's the Black Knight. So, <laughs> you know, where does you know whoever they might cast to do this? If it's you know an unknown guy, if it's someone that's been under wraps, whoever it might be, I think we are going to see Wolverine in the yellow spandex in this film. I think is what my one of my hot predictions is going to be. Yeah, and honestly, there's been rumors swirling around that it might be Daniel Radcliffe. 
which is which is weird <laughs> oh to think about. God. But it's just like, like at this point, at Marvel Phase Four, fuck it. This this type of craziness is exactly what I want for FCC games so bad. I want for like I want every FCC game to have a character roster, not as big, but even more diverse than Smash Brothers. Sure. Like, like, if you think about Capcom's fighting game history, for example, like, and think about all the games that have compassed that have been under the Capcom umbrella, imagine if any one of those characters were just in Street Fighter, just period. It'd be insane. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nuts. Because Cyclops would be in a Street Fighter game. Think about that. Like, that'd be wild. Like, and I'm just a big proprietor in general of just Marvel just like letting loose and be like, you know what? We gave you a saga, right? Of just mainstream, solid story movies. Now let's get weird and crazy with it. And that's where Marvel is going. And I I'm in fucking love with it. I love it so much. Yeah. No, it's it's wild. And you know, people I it's really easy to be uh, you know, a little nervous when, you know, films do time travel stuff, you know. I think I, I mean, you know Marvel's gonna be able to get away with a lot of stuff because there's a herp derp. It's a multi, it's a multiverse film. Like you can kind of get away with stuff like that. Um, but also, Michael Waldron is is you know on uh you know rewrote the script. He wrote the script for Loki and also you know worked in the first season of Rick and Morty, another show that deals with you know multiverse you know, multiversal shenanigans. Um, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm I I can't not be excited about this film. And I you know I read stuff online. You know, if all the eagle eyed fans looking at the poster, there's you know shades of of Captain Carter. You know, might be you know rumors might be showing up in this film. You know, there's there's so much that could happen here, and I I I can't not be. Ex- I, this movie's gonna break records. It's gonna be insane. Dive the fact they're making us wait. Yeah, the, the fact they're gonna make us wait longer for it makes me upset. Dissecting this trailer, literally, they go into an animated universe. Yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> come on, guys. So they go to Savage if. Lands, probably. The, right. So watch what if. Watch, watch what if. Just read up on the comic book lore. This movie's gonna be fucking insane, and it's like, I mean, March is almost here. So yeah, wild stuff, man. Yeah. We're supposed to be getting Morbius this weekend, like shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Marvel. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm, I'm I'm super duper excited. Like I when I was watching like that, that trailer dissected, and even in like the, the TV spots, you know, they show you the Defender Strange, and like, you know, they show you you know stuff that you didn't get to see in the actual trailer. And I'm just like, oh my god, like this is this this, this is going to be absolutely insane. I cannot wait. The trailer was awesome. It you know, it gave away just enough, but still you know has you waiting for a lot more. Um, you know, I'm. This year of Marvel's film is is going to absolutely wreck me. I'm so excited for everything that's coming out this year, you know. And even you know, because like you said, we still got Thor to look forward to. There's still uh, you know She Hulk and and uh, I think Miss. Uh, uh, oh my god, why am I Miss Marvel? Right might be Miss Marvel is this year. I, I think Miss Marvel's coming out this year too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it got pushed back to like the summer, I think. But yeah, either way, I'm excited. Kamala Khan rules. Shout out to superheroes based in New Jersey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited. You, I, I'm two thumbs up, both feet in, uh, excited uh, for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And you uh, should be too. Uh, drops May 6th uh, in uh, theaters near you. So go back to the movies, folks. It's my, it's my birthday weekend, or, or it's the week after my birthday, actually. What a hell so. of a week. I was about to say, what a hell of a week, man. <laughs> yeah, turn, oh, I'm, I'm excited. Um, but 
yeah, that that's I'm, I'm I'm super stoked for that, and you know to to you know continue our pyramid of uh you know nerdiness this week again. You know DC also you know we're, we're talking about the three points of every internet argument ever: Marvel, DC, and Star Wars. This week we're we're covering all of it. The triforce of the <laughs> triforce of the nerdiest arguments on the internet. Um, because two of my favorite shows so far this year. Uh, just wrapped up within a week of each other, if not the, the same week. Uh, Peacemaker and the Book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. uh, you know, both wrapped up uh, recently, finishing their seven and eight episode runs, uh, respectively. You know, obviously DC, you know, hot in, in the news right now. The Batman dropping uh, in just a couple of weeks. You know, reviews are coming out. I haven't read anything yet, but I'm personally very excited. You know, Batman, of course, one of my favorite superheroes. Uh, of all time and you know i gotta say you know uh, peace peacemaker gave me uh you know uh, a little bit of, of of hope that the dc extended universe maybe might have an idea of, of what they're doing going forward but so we'll, we'll start there uh you know banjo what are your did, did, uh how'd you like peacemaker were you a fan uh i'm a huge fan so the theme of basically what's going to be the next two things that we go over and review is let the directors cook yeah, studios, yep. get out their fucking way, because yeah. I because I, I, I promise you, I promise you, like directors with such a, a a huge vision and a way to just pull shit together is so exploited when you put it in a television series. Like yeah. when you give like directors like James Gunn more than two hours to work with, you give him. Basically, eight hours to work with episodically. I have to give it up to James Gunn. I don't, I did not yeah. give a fuck about Peacemaker until Suicide Squad. <laughs> I didn't even know Peacemaker was a thing until Suicide Squad. I think and he's an original character, if I remember correctly. I don't think, uh, uh maybe I, I don't think, I don't think he is. I think Peacemaker's always been a thing for DC, like for a long time. Uh, uh maybe you might be right here. Okay, yeah, carry on. I'm wrong. Okay, so Peacemaker's always been a thing, but like, who who gives a shit? No one asked for Peacemaker, but James Gunn did it anyway. He said he wrote this during the pandemic, and he pitched it to HBO, <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll, let's, we'll, why not?" They got him to direct Suicide Squad. Then he pitched that to HBO and said, "Okay, let's do it." And the show was literally like, it's crazy to think about this for a sec. Out of top. 10 HBO shows that ever exist. Two of them are comic book shows. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Two of them are comic book shows. Peacemaker and then Watchmen. And they're both yeah. DC shows. Right? Crazy. So, so basically what this is, right, is that James Gunn was able to tell a story that was very much insane, yes. But also it was relatable. It was funny. It was heartwarming. A shit ton of action. Like the show was absolutely hilarious. The actors did a stunning job. Everybody from John Cena to the fucking White Dragon to <laughs> like from John Cena, the White Dragon to Vigilante. Like, I don't even know half the actors in this show other than John Cena, but I want to get to know them because they all were so good. They were all so phenomenal. The story was fucking hilarious, but it was also that right amount of crazy. And there was character development. Like, Spoilers, by the way, but Peacemaker was like, hey, look, man, I put a dove a piece on my gun because I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't think I want to kill yeah. people anymore. And it's just like, holy shit, you literally iced up everybody 
in fucking a Suicide Squad, and it was that constant callback to when he fought Rick Flag. Yep. That he was just that he that in this series he had a come to Jesus moment where he was like, I'm not a good guy at all. You know, every time yeah. he got lauded for being a villain by his neighbor, which is fucking hilarious. I laugh at that it's scene so every, funny. every goddamn it's so time. So fucking funny. <laughs> and like, he just has this moment of like self discovery within the 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 pen the, the penultimate episode in the season finale where he's just like, you know, I just I don't think that what I'm doing is the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's and that's that's the kind of magic that James Gunn creates. He makes you feel sorry for characters like these, but it's justified. And and like all the supporting characters in this as well, not to mention the fact that it's just like I can and I cannot stress this enough. DC and Warner Brothers just let him cook. Just they just let him cook. Just let him do his thing. It's gonna be great. He promised, he delivered. People he he talked up the show. Not a lot of people hopped onto it, but he just made his own thing. And for the cherry on top, he said, fuck it, let's have a dance scene for the intro. Never skip that. It was always a skip button on HBO Max. I never skipped it. Not Unskippable. Once. One of the best introductions in a TV show I've ever seen. Like, just go watch it. But, I cannot wait for for uh, for peacemaker cosplayers to just walk around listening to you. Do you want a taste of my wigwam doing the dance? <laughs> it's just like I can't wait. It's gonna be so funny. All in all, to me, Peacemaker, one of the best shows on HBO. Uh, if you haven't seen it, please go check it out. The movie, I mean, the movie, the television show. It's so fucking good and it's just an all-around winner and if you even if you're not a fan of peacemaker which a lot of people weren't you should definitely check the shit out it's so goddamn good yeah no you echo a lot of the same thoughts that i had and one of my biggest regrets was actually not doing the suicide squad podcast when the movie dropped because i'm gonna be honest you know again i love james gunn the guard you know guardians of the galaxy one of my favorite films in the mcu guardians 2 made me cry I like that movie more than I than most people. So that's that movie. That movie was fucking. That movie was crazy. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, bro. (laughs) It's 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 a it's a fucked up movie. Nuts, bro. It was it was it was a mess. But you know what? I you know James Gunn is awesome. You know he's a he's a fantastic director. And I think something that I read leading up to the Suicide Squad is that James Gunn like read an article about like the worst superheroes of all time. And he's like, how can I make these work in in a movie? So that's why we get heroes like fucking Polka Dot Man. And like you know, all these weird ass fucking superheroes, you know, like like and uh, like what is a killer shark played by Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, uh, you know, not a terrible superhero. Also very funny in the in the Harley Quinn uh, animated series, which I've seen a few episodes of. Oh, played by uh, Rob Funches. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny. It's absolutely hilarious. But um, no, listen. After I was pleasantly surprised with you know how much I liked the Suicide Squad, uh, you know, reboot. Uh, that first film left just a, it's a horrible taste in my mouth, and I'm just like, oh man, like I, I like I want to like the DC extended universe stuff so much, but some of these films are just so bad, <laughs> so it's 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 hard. Um, but like you said, you know, they they let James Gunn cook. He made a hell of a fucking movie. But the only thing, the only you know nitpick I'll have about Suicide Squad is that I will never get to see the Justice League fight Star the Destroyer, which makes me ah. very sad. That's like that's like the one that's the thing that makes me very sad. I'm just like, oh fuck, they're doing Starro. That's awesome. No, I'm sad that the Justice League don't get well, you know won't get the final. <laughs> but alas, I digress. Um, 
And I, I, I thought Peacemaker was uh, fantastic. Just you know, I recognize a few of the actors in the show. Danielle Brooks, uh, you know, very prominent in Orange Is the New Black, one of my favorite oh, TV shows. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, one of yeah, one of my favorite TV shows uh, of all time. Uh, she was fantastic. And Robert Patrick, uh, I you know who played uh, you know the White Dragon and Peacemaker's dad in the show. I'm looking at. Him, I'm just like, man, I've seen this face before. Like, oh, you know who, who he is. Who is this? And I'm just like, oh, I mean, I mean, it's 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 T1000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So from, from from Terminator Two. I'm just like, oh, okay, that that uh, you know that makes uh, a lot of sense. Special so. special little fun fact. This is actually Robert Patrick's second time working with John Cena. Really, John Cena that. first movie, The Marine. <laughs> Guess who's the antagonist? Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick, bro. <laughs> It's insane how the world just comes around, man. And this That's time he's wild. playing his dad. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, but you know, the characters in the show are fantastic. Vigilante is a sociopath, and I hate him, but I love him. You know, all the supporting <laughs> cast in this film was great. And again, Jennifer Holland and James Gunn, the DC Extended Universe power couple. You know, they they just recently got engaged. So uh, yeah. congratulations to them. And she's got some guns on her in that intro. Like when she when she flexes her arms, yeah. I'm just like, whoa, ma'am, please. <laughs> it's only a television show. She's like, she makes John Cena look like a you know me, you know, a funny, by comparison. You know, yeah, I was just like, oh my god, like which way to the gym that way? But, like, it's but you know, like, like you said, it's you know, it's 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 crude. It's all the things that I it, this show had all the things that I can't get in the MCU. It was crude. It was violent. It was it was, it was, it was there's lots of dicks and and, and and boobs in this show. I'm just like this is so good. But like I said, there's also heart. You know, there's you know there's peacemaker coming to terms. It's like you know, I might not want to do this anymore. Or like him coming to terms with the fact that his dad is a shitty guy. You know what I mean? Like there's right. there's a lot of relatable content in there. And um, I thought that and you know it. <laughs> It was it was a it was a great you know trip getting near the entirety of the show. That last that finale episode just fucking stuck the landing, and you know we we can't ignore the elephant in the room, the the, the cameo appearance by fucking Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller like was fucking fantastic. Like I that is that was that was so good. I I, I cannot get over how funny that was, and the fact that they just that James Gunn is like, bro, this isn't your your. Your Saturday morning cartoons, DC, like all the other movies were. So y'all can curse and say whatever the fuck y'all want. And the fact that he just like you hear you hear Aquaman say, "I'm so fucking sick of that rumor," and it's just like you don't curse. What is that? You don't do that here. And then you hear Barry say, "It's not a rumor." He's like, "Fuck you, Barry." And this is like you don't you don't hear these people say this all the fuck all the time. You don't, which is why it's so fucking funny, right? And it's just like these callbacks, and oh my god, bro! James Gunn did so good on the show. He did so good, and it's just like the cherry—not the cherry on top, but the, just the, the special treat of just that Justice League cameo, insane. And then also just giving the theme, like, bro, y'all should have been here from the start. Like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> You're late, you dickwads. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so funny, and like just hearing like John Cena talk to a classroom full of children about like how Wonder Woman was eye fucking him across the room at a party. I'm just like, this is this is fucking it's fantastic. So fucking there, funny, dude. There's just so many moments I'm watching the show and I'm just losing my fucking mind with how fucking funny it is. And the show got renewed for a second season, and and I can. I am so fucking excited, you know, and also, you know, like any good James Gunn property is 
The soundtrack fucking slaps. Uh, he made an official playlist for it on Spotify, and I've been jamming to it every way, every day on my morning to work. You know, a J, like my that's always my favorite aspect of a James Gunn movie is that I know there's going to be good music that I can listen to. Um, you know, at any point of my day, you know, with this with with this property, and I'm, it just made me even more excited for everything else he has coming out. If we get a second Suicide Squad film, you know, the the you know the inevitable Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and and subsequent Christmas special we're going to be getting next year, like I'm both feet. James Gunn is one of the best directors, and you know, in on the planet, and I this, this show absolutely blew me away with how with how funny it was. Yeah. So. Uh... What is that? I almost said Suicide Squad. My dumb ass. Peacemaker on HBO Max. If you haven't bought HBO Max, the streaming service ain't bad, but this show is definitely one of the reasons why you should. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we're coming up on, on, on good bingeable moments for HBO Max stuff. I actually just binge watched The White Lotus. Uh, you know, How is that? Ago. Yo, man. Listen, it's a little bit of a slow burn. It's only six episodes, and I, I hate doing that thing. It's like you have to get past Once you get past X, it becomes Y. Truthfully, it's it's it's. I I thought it was very funny. <laughs> okay, so I, you know, I hate that shit so much, bro. Yeah, but like once once it once it gets to where it's going, like because like, you know the first few episodes are are fine, um, and I'm just like I'm trying to figure out where the show is exactly going, and once it got there, I'm just like, oh fuck, this is great. Um, and that got renewed for a second season, and it's got Aubrey Plaza in it, and I am obligated to watch anything that Aubrey Plaza is in. So understandable, um, understandable. Yeah, I'm excited for that. And Euphoria ends this week, so that's another. Woo! That is a that is a television show. That is a, that's a different well, that's a different like, podcast. I was so I was so shocked when you like said, "Well, this is my this is," and you were just like a like a like a little brown nose, like, "Oh, this is my first time watching Euphoria." I said, "Oh, wow, this is about yeah. to be some." This is about to be something. You, about you to- know what it was? It was the week leading up to Spider-Man. I was in the mood to watch content with the actors in it. And I'm like, oh, I've never seen Euphoria before. And I know that my mom would watch it. So I'm just like, oh, my mom liked it. She, I might like it. And my, my girlfriend was like, are you sure you want to watch the show? And I'm just like, yeah. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, whoo. Right. Shit. Exactly. Somebody, somebody get me a cigarette, except don't get me a cigarette because I don't know. It was it was a lot. Um, definitely, definitely a podcast for another day for sure. Yeah. Stay tuned for that one. Um, but yeah, the the other show that I, you know, that just wrapped up this past week uh on Disney Plus. Again, Disney Plus has been carried by two main properties. It's been Marvel and it's been Star Wars. Yep. And the Book of Boba Fett just wrapped up its seven-episode run uh, last week, I believe, or mm-hmm. two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, uh, and you know, again, I believe written, you know, in part in several places, uh, you know, by uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Um, like we mentioned, let the guys get out of the way. Um, get them out of the banjo. way. So, let's, let's get this. I've never actually. Where, where where do you say it as a Star Wars fan? You like Star Wars? Yeah, I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Um. I love Star Wars, like, earliest memory of watching Star Wars was actually The Phantom Menace. That was my first Star Wars movie, honestly. First Star Wars movie, go. I got it on the VHS, you know, sat there with my dad and my brother. We watched The Phantom Menace. We Duel of the Fates, Darth Maul. I mean, we we know we know the whole story, right? But uh, <laughs> that's when I was just like, bro, like, like, lightsabers are really cool. First... Star Wars game ever got I ever got was Rogue Squadron two for the GameCube, and I was like, bro, I thought this was supposed to have lightsabers in it. What's up? And then I got <laughs> another game called uh, uh, Boba Fett, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, uh, Jango, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. 
Oh, right. yeah, yeah. There we go. Yep. Once again, no fucking lightsabers. I'm fucking up, right? And then I finally get Battlefront 1 and 2, right? And I'm just like, bro, this game has lightsabers. And I can play as Mace Windu. This shit is crazy. And then, of course, you know, all the other movies come out and everything else. And what really irked me about Star Wars as of recently was, of course, the trilogy. They did John Boyega fucking wrong. I will stand by that until the end of time. You don't advertise a fucking Jedi. You don't advertise somebody to be a Jedi like that and then never come through on the plot. A stormtrooper becoming a Jedi is literally the most serviceable fucking plot in Star Wars. It's the lowest hanging fucking fruit and you don't go for it. I promise you. A better fight? At the end of the Rise of Skywalker, would have been Finn versus Kylo Ren unhinged. Yeah, I will roll my fucking money at that. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. You should have made Kylo Ren so far gone. Like, oh shit, he we actually can't help him. We tried, but he's too far gone. What are we gonna do about this? I have to deal with Palpatine. Okay. <laughs> I'll go deal with Palpatine. Ray, please help me. No. This is your journey now. And then fights fucking Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. Bro, 10 out of 10. A plus. I would have signed up up for that. Easy, easy, easy. Now, (laughs) what has been, right, the saving grace of, of Star Wars as of the last couple of years. And I will say this, and I want the entire podcast to hear me. I want everybody on Spotify and other listening platforms to hear me when I say this, right? The Mandalorian is the best thing to happen to Star Wars since Empire Strikes Back. Spitting. And I can Spittin'. say that with no ego. Season two <laughs> of The Mandalorian is the best. Best thing that Star Wars has ever created. That and and I, I I will say that over and over again. Don't do a Mandalorian season three. You're done. You 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 did it. You did it. You did it. Yeah. Right. So why so why is the Book of Boba Fett good? Why is it special? Right. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's because of the Mandalorian, because that episode was fucking fire. That shit was fucking dope. Right. It's because what you have is a group of people, Dave Filoni, John Favreau, Bryce Dallas Howard, Robert Rodriguez. You have a bunch of people that love Star Wars. And that's it. You have a bunch of talented directors, writers who understand Star Wars, who love Star Wars. They love it and they're giving the love back to you, right? Now... Being real, Tamora Morrison, kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tamora yeah. Morrison, a little a little boring, right? Okay, sure. How do we speed it up? They throw the Mandalorian in the latter half of the season, round season five. I mean, round uh, episode five. They bring in, you know, other characters from the Mandalorian universe. At the season finale, it's one big jamboree. And also, we need to get the fuck off Tatooine. You know, like, <laughs> we've been on Tatooine for, 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 like, every Star Wars franchise. I know there's more planets in the fucking galaxy, multiple galaxies, 
them fucking Tatooine. There's other planets that hate sand. Yes. So can we just go somewhere else, please? (laughs) So I think the the Book of Boba Fett, serviceable, right? Is it the greatest? No. The Mandalorian is way too high of a bar. Okay? Mm -hmm. But... I think it is a very worthy addition to add to the caveat of wonderful Star Wars shows that they have. I think it's very good. I think it's, I, I think it's, I think it's, I'm not going to say very good. Excuse me. I think it's good. I think it's good. It's not great, right? Just because, like I said, it, it takes a little bit to ramp up and it would be better if tomorrow Morrison just, you know, wasn't boring, right? I'm just saying like, yeah. If Tomorrow Morrison was just a little bit more interesting, I think the show could elevate to that level of great. But for now, for a first try, for a Mandalorian spinoff, I think the show is pretty okay. And I think the show was definitely worth a watch. Book of Boba Fett, not bad. Not bad at all. If you haven't seen it, I would definitely give it a try. Yeah, listen, you echo a lot of my same thoughts. Now, I love Star Wars. I grew up on Star Wars. Um, you know, I, you know, my, my, it's, it's weird. You know, I was, uh, you know, always kind of the geeky kid growing up. Um, so like, it was hard for me to like relate to like my parents or like my brothers and like, you know, my brother or my sister with like other stuff, you know, regarding that for a long time. But, you know, my dad, uh, is the one that introduced me to Star Wars as a kid. You know, I remember, um, you know, watching uh, a new hope as a kid, uh, you know, with my dad, cause my dad really liked it, you know? Yeah. So, and, uh, it blew my mind. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And I'm just like, what, you mean there's two more of these films like this? That's crazy. <laughs> if it, like, I, you know, I love sci-fi cause of my dad, you know, those are all the movies that, you know, we used to watch together when I was growing up. So then, you know, the, obviously the, the, uh, the prequel trilogy comes out, you know, when I'm in like middle school in, in elementary school. So like that became a, a big yeah. fixture of my childhood. I bought all the toys. I still have the lightsaber that my parents bought me mm. uh, for my seventh birthday, uh, you know, downstairs somewhere in, in like a closet somewhere. Like my nephew still play with it. That shit still works. Shout out to nine volt batteries. Shit's <laughs> crazy. You know what I'm saying. So like I love Star Wars. It's always been a huge fixture in my life. And, you know, as most fans have, you know, I've grown a little tired as to where the franchise has gone. You know, I was very excited with this new trilogy. You know, it's okay. Like you said, lowest hanging fruit in the galaxy. Stormtrooper turned, you know, uh, you know, turned Jedi would have been really cool. And that's not to say that I didn't like Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley, you know, I, right. you know right. but where they were, where they were trying to go with that was cool. And, you know, the, you know, uh, Oh my god! What, why am I blanking on on the name of the, of the seventh movie? Um, oh, um, the Last Jedi, Force Awake, the Force Awakens. Oh, there Force Awakens, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Force Awakens. I thought it was good. You know, it's it's a, basically a New Hope with, with some with some bells and whistles in it, right? And the Last <laughs> Jedi comes out. You know, and but again, you know, like most people, you know, the Last Jedi comes out. Everybody hates it. I liked it. <laughs> it was, you know, it was different. And then you get the Rise of Skywalker, and I'm just like, ugh. I'm just like, oh, I like that means I, I like the Last Jedi a lot more. So I'm just like, you know, I'm sick and tired of Star Wars shoving the Skywalker family down my throat. Yes, it's my biggest thing. I am yeah. sick and tired of it. I say, hate, you know, I don't want to say I hate it, but I hate it. You know what I mean? Like that that last movie, like I said, could have been something really, really special. But instead, J.J. Abrams brings back Emperor Palpatine and lens flares me to death for two and a half hours. So it's like fuck <laughs> come on man like what are we doing here so you know i 
am hoping that, you know, uh, wherever this franchise goes film wise in the next like five or six years, you know, takes me to a different place. But like you said, the man, I have been a huge fan of the Mandalorian. I love everything they're doing. Uh, it's basically sold Disney plus, you know, that it's, it's, it's essentially one of the reasons why you got the streaming service. And I love it. You, you're able to tell these intimate stories or these elongated stories in hour long episodes. It was fantastic. Uh, Pedro Pascal, my goat, you know, that best dad in Star Wars, first wow. and foremost, like the best dad in Star Wars. And and, and I'm, I'm with you. You know, a lot of the book of Boba Fett. I like Boba Fett as a character. You know, I thought it was cool that they brought him back. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. As much as I complain about like Star Wars kind of relying on the Skywalker legacy and like stuff of old. Um, I did like that they kind of brought back those more nostalgic beats in season two. You know, I like that we got to see, you know, Timothy Oliphant wearing Boba Fett's armor. Yes. It's just like a, I'm just like, oh, Boba Fett's alive, I guess. And then, you know, you eventually bring him back in the series and then you get to see, you know, deep faked Mark Hamill come back to play Luke Skywalker. I'm just like, okay, I'm into it. And then I think the moment they really like sold me on that show where it's like, I think it was like in the middle of season two where, um, you know, the Mandalorian earns an Abokatan. And I'm just like, oh, that's from the, that's. That's, from the that's, a, that's an animated character. Dog. And then she's like, oh, go seek Ahsoka Tano. I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, they're doing it. Dog, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. And then, like, when, when Cad Bane showed up in Boba Fett, I shit myself. Shit. I'm like, I, that's, <laughs> I was like, don't tell me that's Cad Bane. I'm just like, don't fucking do this. I'm just like, Dave Maloney is a genius, man. He has gotten every single corner of his universe into the fucking Star Wars. And I'm just like, I fucking can't. And then you get fucking Rosario Dawson to play fucking Ahsoka Tano. I'm just bro, like, oh my god. Just, it's just, just kill me now, bro. It's, it's, it's crazy. And it's just like, it's just Dave Filoni knows how to hit on the fan service. Yeah. He just knows. It's incredible stuff, man. So, like, you know, you get to, again, the Book of Boba Fett, again, it started slow. Like I said, Tamora Morrison, God bless it, but it was it was a little it was a little slow to get off the ground for me. Um, you know, it was it was kind of fun seeing like a different side of like the Tuscan Raiders and like, you know, seeing all that flashbacky stuff. But, you know, it wasn't until obviously, you know, uh the Mandalorian comes back, uh, you know, in episode five that everything, you know, kind of kicks into high gear. And we essentially get Mando season three, you know, in the la- latter half of the show. Um, you know, with the uh, you know, man with uh, Mando, you know, traveling to, you know, Luke's sanctuary, and also seeing the scene where Ahsoka Tano and Luke Skywalker are talking to each other. Yeah. Damn near shit myself. I'm just like, this is I'm I'm losing my fucking mind right now. Like it's I crazy. cannot believe that I'm seeing this on my screen. Like and I can't wait, and I can't wait to see like the the Ahsoka television show when yeah. they make that because it's like Ahsoka is actively saying like, oh, I'm not a Jedi. I'm just Ahsoka. It's no big deal. He's like, no. <laughs> You're literally the Jedi. You are the Jedi. Like everything that the Jedi has been preaching embodies you. Like being selfless, look, just giving yourself to the Force. Like you're literally the Jedi right now. You're the Jedi. Even more so than Luke, because Luke lost his way. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it is kind of sad. 
Yeah, so it it it, it gives, definitely gave me you know some some reserve knowing that like Grogu does not fall victim to Kyle you know to Ben Skywalker just absolutely ravaging Luke's Jedi Academy. Yeah, uh, because he and you know also I'm I'm so sick of Jedi saying that you can't you know d- distract yourself with loved ones. This is fucking bullshit, man. Like, <laughs> I'm so I'm so I'm like I'm so sick of them trying to feed me this Jedi bullshit. I'm just like, no, come on, man. Like your dad was thinking about your mom the whole time. Like give me that bullshit. Like fuck the Jedi way and all this shit. I'm so sick of this bullshit. Like, come on. So, right. But, and that yeah. goes into the way, like, you know, what Kylo Ren was saying in The Last Jedi. It was like, bro, let the past die. Like, who cares? Yeah. Who it's, cares? It's, it's, it's like I'm so sick of this shit. So then seeing that, you know, that Grogu chose the chain mail. Uh, you know, and and you know, ended up going back with his dad. I'm just like, God, this is this is fucking fantastic. And you know, the the, the those action sequences in the in, in the end of the show was awesome. Uh, you know, Danny Trejo showing up in Star Wars, yeah, fucking great. You know, uh, I I, I thought uh, that was that was fucking sick. So not only him, but Thundercat was in the show too, which is crazy. Yeah. Thing, crazy <laughs> to think about. It's fucking crazy. The funniest like the thing. That, it's so in this, uh The funniest thing in this whole like. And that whole like last episode was the fact that you know old dude he did the fucking turnaround and then the gun shoot and everybody roasted him for that and I was like bro like come on y'all y'all have y'all never been in a movie before have y'all never shown style in the movie before like let's not let's not roast it. it's a Robert Rodriguez movie there's gonna be yeah. shades of Desperado in Once Upon a Time <laughs> Mexico I'm sorry Star Wars is in. a western Star Wars is best as a western yes and I, and I, th- those those themes uh, worked for me um, and. You know, like I said, as much as I complain about the Skywalkers being, you know, forever attached to Star Wars, it is kind of cool to see Mark Hamill, you know, do Luke Skywalker stuff again. I, you know, I maybe still in an alternate universe, you know, we get to see Sebastian Stan actually played Luke Skywalker like they was rumored to, you know, back when in Mando season two is coming around. But it is what it is. You know, I'm 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 never going to not be satisfied seeing Mark Hamill doing his thing. But you know, I, I I do like where the show and you know where the show ended. I'm very excited for what's coming forward. We're gonna get Thrawn, man. We're gonna get Thrawn. Yeah, That's we're gonna, gonna get Admiral sick. Thrawn. That's gonna be crazy, dude. Watch oh Clone Wars. God. Watch Rebels. For Christ's sake, if you're a Star Wars fan, if you haven't done it, please do so. Like, I was very ignorant to the animated stuff for a very long time, and then COVID happened, and I got bored, and I'm just like, all right, I'm actually gonna sit, you know. You know, I'm going to actually give this the, the, the fair shot that I didn't give it when I was a kid because I was an idiot. And also they aired it out of order for some reason on Cartoon Network, which made no fucking sense to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what it is. Very weird. Yes. Um, but uh, it's man, it's just it, it was it was so cool to see these characters get realized, you know, in 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 3D. Um, and, and I'm Dave, Dave, Dave Filoni could write a Star Wars phone book and I would I would fucking trust him with my life. <laughs> You know, like if John Favreau and Dave Filoni could do no wrong. Like you know, they they can do whatever they want with Star Wars, and and I'm satisfied. And you know, I'm again, I'm super excited for you know uh, for Ahsoka's show when that comes out. The we're gonna probably be getting an Obi Wan trailer soon. Uh, yeah, because Obi Wan so. is supposed to drop in May, so Ugh, I, which I is can't. wild to think about. Like Obi Wan is supposed to be coming out in May. Which See, is supposed you know, to I, be I <laughs> it's gonna be fucking crazy. It's supposed to be Hayden Christensen in it. And there's supposed to be a face-off between him and Vader, like, bro. Listen, man, I said this for I've I've thought this for a long time that that line in, um, that line in A New Hope, or they or uh, was it in A New Hope or in Return of the Jedi? I don't remember, but either way, when they get to the Death Star and Darth Vader looks at Obi Wan Kenobi, oh, so it wasn't A New Hope, yeah. So mm-hmm. he was like, when he says you should have never came back, and I'm just like, 
that means they fought once before, man. Yeah. You know, they, they could very easily retcon that into this. And, like, I don't know if my body is, is physically ready to see Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, like, playing these characters again. Like, it's truly going to send – I'm going to feel some weird pang of nostalgia. It's going to make me cry and shit myself at the same time. But, like, <laughs> it's just, like it's – the, it's the beauty – Let's again, it's – I complain about it, but I love it as a Star Wars fan. It's fun. And, I'm and again, I'm truly excited to see what different stuff they also do in the future. Star Wars Visions fucking ruled. I thought that was yeah. really, really cool. Really, really and, underrated. Yeah, and Taika Waititi is going to be directing a Star Wars film, you know, in, in some capacity in the future, and that's going to be cool too. So I'm excited for the future of Star Wars. It, you know, if we get if, if we get a Mando season three, I'll fucking, you know, I'll, I'll be fine. If we don't, whatever. The Book of Boba Fett definitely was, you know, a little slow to start, but, you know, um, the where it ended was, was you yeah, know, where yeah. it worked out for me. So, you know, I me am too. very excited. To be a Star Wars fan again, it's 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 definitely a, a very toxic relationship sometimes. But man, it's <laughs> definitely this definitely hit the spot, you know. And again, uh, Dindajaran, best dad of of you know in, in Star Wars history, free. I agree. I agree. Yeah, man. man. So, that, so it, it's, it's good time uh, to be a nerd. Yeah, Book of Boba Fett, yeah, Disney Plus. You got to have Disney Plus by now. I mean, how else are you going to watch the Marvel movies before everybody else? So, how else are you going to watch Moon Knight? That comes out in like, you know, a month from now, pretty much. So. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait, man. Again, the, the, the parallels of, 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 you know, Star Wars and, and, um, and uh and marvel you know just playing with my heart again you know you're you're the biggest the other biggest disappointment is that i loved how down that oscar isaacs and john boyega were down for me like oh yeah poe you know poe and finn they were you know they they loved each other i'm just like ah the fact that they were so down with that i'm just like you fucked up star wars (laughs) it's like it was like what are we you had it right there you had you had the ship and you let it set sail so Alas, them's the breaks. I will. I will. I, I haven't gone back and watched any of the sequel trilogy uh, yet. So, I'm, oh, you don't need to. You're, yeah. you're good. You're good. You're I'm okay. gonna have to do my inevitable rewatch with someone eventually. So, <laughs> but you know, I'll, I'll cross that bridge someday. You know, prayers to that person, bro. <laughs> but uh, that's gonna be you know, our wrap of this week's episode. Again, a lot of stuff finishing at the same time, and we got a shit ton of stuff, you know, still coming up. Like we mentioned, Moon Knight's coming up. We're gonna be getting back in, in the movie season soon. And like I said, Oscar stuff is, is, is coming up soon. So I got a shit ton of movies I gotta watch. Yeah, um, same. Me too. You know, leading up to this. So uh Banjo, my man, as always, thank you so much uh for, for, for gracing me with your presence again. It is always a treat to have you on my show and uh, let the folks know where they can find you. If they need more banjo in their life, which I think everybody does. Hey, uh, make sure you guys check me out. Of course on Twitter and my stream twitch.tv slash banjo plays banjo. I play video games. Uh, currently I'm running through horizon forbidden West. That's going to have to come to a pause because people have been blowing Elden ring scores out of the water with no less than nine out of tens. So I have to play this game. I'm going to be playing this game on Friday after work about for about three hours. Just a little small, you know, a little taste. And I'm, and I'm not going to be playing this game on PS5. I will be playing this game on PC just so I can play it at max settings as obviously intended. Next up, uh, I'm back on my casting stuff, man. I just casted Get hey. Clipped a couple weeks ago. I put in applications for Collision. I put in applications... For Double Down, I put in applications for uh, regionals and locals all over the state of Texas for April. 
I'm ready to get back into it. I'm ready for the people to hear about what I got to say about this wonderful game we play called Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch. And damn, it feels pretty good to be back. And I hope, hopefully, get to see all of you very, very soon. Likewise, brother. You know, I I, I hope that we get to, you know, to cross paths again soon. It's been way too long. I'm gonna, I have to come down to Texas sometime. It's it's it's, it's been. Hey, I welcome you, brother. You let me know when, and we'll make it happen. Hundred percent. Hell yeah, brother. But uh, of course, if you guys want to keep up with me, uh, I'm at Koopa NJ across all platforms. Uh, I've been taking a little bit of a a commentary hiatus, not by you know, not by choice is that everything getting pushed back kind of fucked up my schedule so uh, i've just kind of been taking a hot break and you know honestly i've I kind of needed it so uh my streams will be coming back soon you know i'm uh, starting a playthrough of pokemon shield uh you know probably by the time this podcast comes up so uh yeah look, make sure you check me out there uh follow the show at cooped up pod again you know we got this episode here our entire library is on the believe podcast network shout outs to believe you know the number one podcasting site for professionals you guys can uh you know check it out there if you're a sports fan definitely check it out you got podcasts hosted by bill poley and adam pacman jones is a podcast on the show it's, Ooh. Uh, yeah it's great stuff great stuff if you're a sports fan for sure um make sure to check all that stuff out like i said you know we got some cool stuff coming up obviously you know uh you know a whole lot of stuff coming up in pop culture uh if you're if you're a fan of anything so make sure to keep up with us wherever you can as always folks have yourself a wonderful evening day or night and take care